The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good Saturday morning and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. We're talking savings investments in your retirement. As always on the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows. We've been on the air for over a decade talking savings investments in your retirement. Our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. You put away as much money as you can and then you conservatively invest the money and it builds up for retirement. And uh, you start out with your 401k plan and uh, or your 403b or 457 and then you you slowly build up money over time, and then you know once you retire, you you manage it yourself, or you turn it over to someone like us, where we manage your retirement, so you don't have to worry about it. And the important thing to understand with retirement is is the average married couple has about a ninety plus percent, I think it's ninety three percent chance one of them lives to be ninety five years old which is just, uh, it, it actually, that's about 90 years old, it, it, which is just an extraordinary number. And, and so understand you're dealing with a lot of time. If you retire at 65 years old, you live to be 90, it's 25 years. Someone lives to 95, which is a very strong possibility. It's about, uh, you know, it, the numbers for even 95 are pretty amazing. And, and so that's 30 years into the future. <laughs> you look at any 30-year time frame, Look at 1910 to 1930. You had a world war. You had a had a uh, a financial collapse, uh, the Great Depression. You look at 1930 to 1960. You had a second world war. You look at 1960 to 1990. You had the Vietnam War. You had an oil embargo. You had the 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 Great Recession uh, during that time, and you had a massive inflation. And you look at 1990 to where we are right now. You had the the uh, you know the, the the financial system nearly collapsed in two thousand and eight. We've had deflation this time, and, and and so it's always something different. And the world completely changes. So the idea that you're going to sit there and, and 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 retire and stick your money in the S and P five hundred index fund and it's all going to be wonderful over the next twenty five or thirty years, it pretty much you know isn't what's happened over the last hundred and something years. And it really Things are always changing. Inflation goes up. Inflation goes down. Interest rates go up. When I started in this business, 10-year bonds, treasury bonds were at 10% or more. And and, that, and then two years ago, they went to the lowest level in, in, in United States history at, at 1.36 or somewhere in their percent, which we warned you rates were going up at the time if you listened to the Max Out Savings Show. And... Uh, and now they've moved up to about uh, 2.9%. Uh, percent. So things are always changing. Things are always moving. We've had deflation. Uh, when I started in this business, you had inflation, 7 8% inflation or more. And, and so so things are always, always changing uh, over time. And, and you have to change with it over the last eight years or so, uh, you know, the market sort of crept up with, on the, on the, with the, as the Federal Reserve has flooded the system with, with money, taking interest rates to the lowest in history. Other central banks around the world took interest rates the lowest in 5,000 years in history in the great experiment to see if, if uh, central banks could control economies, kind of like communist uh, uh, nations think they can control their economy by manipulating money supply, uh, you know, I, I remember listening to Milton Friedman when I was in college talk on this subject and with uh, with monetary growth. And instead, they basically kited up asset prices or what a lot of people said, artificially manipulated asset prices up. 
Now they're taking that money out. So things are changing. We're, we're, we're you know, coming up on some of the most rapidly changing times in history. And, and, and so I think the idea of just sitting there uh, blithely in the S&P 500 index fund is going to cause people a lot of problems in the future. And, and so we're, we're going to talk some about that. Uh, I, I think the risk is going up dramatically around the world. Uh, in in these, the, we're dealing with the trade war. We're dealing with currency wars. I, th- I think we're going to have we're entering a currency war. Something we've been talking about this show for over a year that we expect to happen. We actually even had James Rickards on, uh, who wrote the book Currency Wars about a year or so back, detailing this and really trying to get people to understand that these central bankers cannot run around, manipulate asset prices, their balance sheet, flood the world with money and not expect something to blow up in the future. And as we work toward that, uh, I think you're going to see dislocations happen in, in different markets. Right now, we're, not, we're rate, interest rates are going up. Two years ago, we warned you that, that deflation had bottomed and ended and we're going to begin a, a probably what's going to be a 15 to 20 year cycle of inflation. And, 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 uh, so you want to move out of short-term, out of long-term bonds at the time, and you want to move into short-term bonds. And now rates are going up, and and whereas before you were getting close to zero on on CDs and money market, now you're getting more and more uh, as rates are rising, which is a great thing, because really what the Federal Reserve did is they tax savers, they 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 tax people that that put their money in banks and CDs and money market funds to sit there and try to get the economy going. It failed. Now, here's the really great thing that's happening out there this week is this week we got the second quarter GDP print of 4.1%. Fantastic number. Uh, the It was really amazing to listen to the to the to the you know the mainstream media sit there and try to you know their disappointment that the, that 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 Donald Trump had a good economy number and people got hired and the, and the economy grew for the first time in a long time. I actually I was doing the research this morning, you know, putting the show prep together, and so I typed in GDP growth to do some research, and the first thing that pops up was a a CBS story on well, really, the economy really isn't that great, and I I think I was listening to CNBC yesterday. And and I kind of caught the tail end of it, but it sounded like they had to go make a disclaimer that they had a 16% GDP growth that happened to do with World War II. And they had to tell people that, hey, this was either the downside or the ramping up of World War II at the end of World War II or the beginning. I forget what it was because they were trying to claim that in the past we had 16% because they were trying to put this in perspective that it really wasn't that good. And to listen to the media, you know— a 4.1% GDP growth is fantastic. It's great growth. That means people are getting jobs. It means people are getting raises. It means people can change jobs. It's good for the country. And these people, you know, it, it's they're so upset that, that you know, they, they're just hoping that we enter the Great Depression, number two, so they can point their finger and say, see, I told you so. You know, never mind the humor and suffering involved versus the how working people feel with a growing economy and, and and so but i i i think the idea and i and i did a little bit, bit of numbers just to kind of, you know under under Barack Obama basically we we really did not have anything over 3%. We're averaging right now about 3.4% for the first two quarters of the year 3.4 3.5%, which is a pretty good growth rate in we never got that under Barack Obama. They, they had two quarters in in fourteen, and I went. I looked at that in 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 in, it, in the first quarter of fourteen was negative one point. I'm like, well, how could that be? And and I, I thought for a minute. I said, oh, when well, that was that was Barack Obama's Obamacare kicked in and shocked the working people in the country with the cost involved in it, and spending collapsed. And so what they did is is they refigured the numbers and they 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 adjusted the numbers to make them look good the second the second and third quarter. So and then it collapsed back down again. The key to this number is: is the economy coming back? Look, I think the economy is coming up very nicely here. What we're, we're, we tried for the last decade 
the, the Fed said, look, let us handle the economy. We can manage the economy. This is a very important point. The Federal Reserve goes, we can manage the economy. Step back. Let us handle it. They flooded the system with money. They cut rates to zero, the lowest in history. Asset prices go up and say, oh, wow, this is great. But you know what happened? We didn't have any economic growth. We did not have the, – the economic growth was negative 2.8, 2.5. It was never – they never hit a 3% annualized growth at all, something the country has averaged well over 3% for the last 200 years. The only other time we had this was during the Great Depression in the 1930s. And it was because the Federal Reserve thought they could manage the economy. Instead, Donald Trump comes in and says, look, if we cut taxes, using the same thing as, as Ronald Reagan, if we cut taxes, I think just as important, cut regulation. And then if we can stop all these companies – in, in from taking jobs overseas, and we can ch- stop the Chinese from taking our jobs and bring them back to the United States, then we can get the economy growing again. And that's what we're starting to see happen. Remember, to listen to, to, the, to the Washington establishment we talk, to talk we need mil- tens and millions of, of, of immigrants coming in, illegal immigrants or immigrants coming in the country because we 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 to keep jobs down so we can sit there and, and grow in the world and then in the next breath they say oh my god we have such a problem with robotics in the future the robots robots are going to be doing all the jobs we're not going to have enough jobs for our workers it's one or the other and so what you have to understand and this is really important in the world today is the world is changing to more autom- automation robotics and things and therefore the country that has those is going to be producing things globally for the world. And and if I if I have a factory and I've got a thousand workers working, if I put in a bunch of robots in, maybe I let go three hundred workers, but I can pay my other workers a lot more money, and then the other workers can get jobs elsewhere with the money the other people are spending, and it all grows in itself. And that's known as productivity. And then if I get really productive, I can start hiring my three hundred people back, and so the economy becomes more productive. Now, if I move my factory to China and put the robots in over there, we have a thousand people that lost their jobs, and then they get lower paying jobs. And so, in a the question we have to ask ourselves as a country is, are we going to go forward with, with the idea, the establishment idea that there's nothing we can do to save jobs for working people in this country and China's going to get all the jobs in the future and dominate the world? Or are we going to go, the jobs should be in this country, the factories of the future, the robotics, the automation should be in this country, and we're going to make this country continue to make it the greatest country in the world. And we welcome people to come into our country, but our country is going to have a higher standard of living than anywhere else in the world. And we're hoping to take that higher standard of living and push it out elsewhere in the world. Are we going to go, look, we need to take our standard of living down to the rest of the world. And that is the key point. You know, I came across, uh, uh, who was it? Uh, one of the guys, uh, Dolly, who was it? Uh, Pat Buchanan had a remark from Daniel Webster complaining back in the 1800s that we can't, we have to protect our industry in this country from our, from low-paying working jobs in Europe where basically they were serfs and had no freedom and, and they were forced to work at low wages and then ship product in this country. Daniel Webster said that in the 1800s. So the question is, what type of, are we going to have a country based on a free market system on freedom and liberty in automation and growth in the United States, or are we going to basically turn the the country and and by the way the world over to China? And so this is the big battle going forward. And so what we're seeing now is we're seeing a trade war, which is we've been talking about because we have to stand up to China right now. Trump is dealing with Mexico and Canada and Europe, getting them on board, and he's going, look, guys, either you know either we hang together on this and stand up to China, or we all hang separately. And we don't have any jobs left. And, and, and so this is the big battle, and it's tough, and it's leading to a lot of dislocations out there in the world. And the emerging markets has dropped. Other economies have dropped. The rates are going up. Uh, the United States dollar is becoming stronger. Other currencies are crumbling. It's causing a lot of dislocation. But over the long term, it's for the future of the country, and it's all good. And so this is this is something we want to kind of think about 
going forward and understand that's we're not we're fighting not just for jobs for the future jobs in the country in the future of automation is it going to be in the united states or is it are we going to turn over all our technology all our jobs and everything over to china and that's so that's what we're dealing with anyway so tell you what we're going to talk about that we talk about the markets what happened to the fangs this week we warned you in the max out savings report about this uh last couple weeks and we said there's a the problem. Those things blew up a lot of them this week. We're talking about debt. I get some really good ideas about debt. Retiree debt is going up, and what are we going to do about it? And what can you do about it? We're going to be talking about that right after this quick break in the Max Out Savings Show. If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. This is a live show here in Houston, Texas. You can always call us up at 713-339-1070 on this toasty summer day. I mean, we're going, you know, we got like 100 day, 100 degree days uh, every day. I mean, I, I think I've calculated out. I was looking up in Central Texas. I figured they can have 17 days over 100 degrees for July. That's hot. And so uh, it's Houston. So, what we have air conditioning. That's the same. We had the we the Astrodome was the first air conditioned dome stadium out there. I mean, you know, there's a reason why, and uh, uh, completely broke ground on that. By the way, if you don't know the Astrodome, I, I, people have no idea what the Astrodome was. I mean, that was like. People under this was the mid '60s, and they put this Astrodome. Uh, Judge Roy Hoffines put that Astrodome in. That was unlike. I mean, we take for granted Reliant and and the Summit and uh, Toyota Center and stuff. People have no idea when that thing came out. That was so radical; it was unbelievable. It was it was the modern day equivalent of of that hundred and something world's tallest building in Dubai. Basically. The equivalent of that was in Houston, Texas at the time with the Astrodome. People could not believe you could put a roof on a stadium and air condition it. It was so radical. And and for years, I mean, that thing was so far. It was 
20 years of, ahead of its time. I, I think it was, what was it? It was 10, 15 years where they did another one. And and so, uh, anyway, uh, not to deviate, but the air conditioning was good. Uh, the I, I saw some numbers come out on, on uh, retiree uh, debt levels. And uh, AIRP and some other people put together some numbers. And it was kind of, it was surprising to me. Uh, back in 1992, 53.6% uh Retirees over sixty-five held debt, and in uh, in two thousand sixteen, it was seventy uh, percent. It's going up, and actually, fifty percent of the people over seventy-five now hold debt. It, and this this is a problem. Uh, debt has become much more pervasive, and it can be very corrosive in the longer term in retirement. You've got to be real careful with it. And uh, and and so I looked at some. This, some of these things came from some stuff from AARP. Uh, one of the one of the drivers for for debt for retirees has been two things. It's it's housing has gone up, a tremendous uh, increase in housing costs, and surprisingly, student loan debt. And sometimes for the for the retirees, sometimes for the kids, in some cases for the grandkids. And and, and see, so, so I wanted to take a look at some things. We talked some on the show last week uh, about uh, debt in general, uh, how to how to avoid it, and I, I wanted to come up with some a uh, couple other things. Uh, as you're coming up in retirement, you can do a couple things. You can downsize uh, your home to uh, to a smaller house. If you've got a five-bedroom house or a four-bedroom house and the kids are all gone, maybe you just need a, a three-bedroom house. Uh, I was talking to someone last night at a party, and the, you know, the comment they, they made they were looking to do something was is – there, you know, I think it was their mom told them. It said, "Look, if you don't have a, a place, if you don't at least have an extra room or two, the kids won't come visit you." So I don't think you want to have like a one bedroom or a two bed. I think you want to have an extra room for family to come visit. Uh, but you maybe don't need a five uh, a five uh, five room huge house. In and, and so you can downsize. You can cut your cost. It, it's a lot easier. It's much cheaper to run the house in addition to to, to the to cost the cheaper home, but it's cheaper to run the house. It's cheaper to heat the house. And it's a little easier to take care of. And so you can cut your debt that way as you get in retirement. Uh, and the the other thing you can do is you can work longer to help pay off some of your debt. I, this is not as big a deal, uh, I, I think, is, is what we find talking to our clients, people coming into retirement, they come to us, uh, and max out savings advisors, and we show them our plan, and we go over their situation to see how they're set for retirement. You know, people, none of them ever seem happy, they, they're unhappy. Some of them, where they're unhappy is if they don't really like their job. And, the, and the, if that's the case, then find another job to, if you want to work longer, something, either do some consulting, do something else you like. You know, who was it, uh, the guy, uh, the... Uh, they, they, you know, the, they would make the jokes uh, about the Walmart greeter uh, in, you know, uh, on late night TV, be a Walmart greeter. And I tell you, after being in this business so many years helping retirees, I now realize a lot of those Walmart greeters are greeting at Walmart kind of because they want something to do and they're bored and they like working. I mean. You know, so they're older, they, they you know, and, and so they get gets them out of the house. And what we find is a lot of people just like to work. I mean, we, I've had all types of different stories. We've had clients with millions of dollars with us that are doing kind of simple jobs because once they give them something to do and they enjoy working. So don't, you know, don't worry about working longer. But if you're going to work longer or work extra into retirement, do something you kind of like. You don't need to be making hundreds of thousands of dollars just to pick up a little extra income. Do something you enjoy doing. And and there's lots of jobs out there like that. Uh, and, and so you can re, you can work extra long. You can work an extra year to pay off all your debt. Or you can just work, you know, part-time to pay off debt. And and maybe you don't need the money. You can afford the debt now. But really what you're doing is is you're doing this to, to position yourself for the second and third phase of retirement in your late 70s, 80s, and 90s. Uh, the other thing is uh, what you can do is be careful about co-signing student loan debt. And most kids can get get loans themselves. And, and so be real careful about co-signing the debt. I mean, you're almost better off rather than putting up with student loan debt, maybe chipping in a little money each semester or once a year for, for the kids or the grandkids uh, 
college education. Maybe you decide to cut back on going out to dinner, you know, once or twice, two or three times a week, just so you can sit there and get one, help one of the kids or grandkids get through school. That's a better way than signing off on the debt. Uh, it puts you into a tougher situation, and if, and if your son or daughter or grandkids ever lose their job, then you could get they could the debt could be put back on you. Whereas if you haven't co-signed, you can kind of help them get through it, and then they and then the, the, there's really so don't be very careful about co-signing things uh, as you get close to retirement because you generally don't have if something goes wrong, then you don't have the money to pay for it. Uh, and and so this is just something to think about uh the uh or, or you know put a limit on it a, a strict cap and just be be real careful with it because we are seeing increasing amounts uh you know the average over 65 uh it's $23,000 worth of student loan debt that was shocking to me on students so understand be careful about student loan as you come up retirement i did i really didn't think this would be a problem but the research is kind of showing for a certain number of people it is, and so, and it's some of them. It's because they went to college and they're still paying off. But other ones, it's co-signing for the children. And we've had some actually clients we've had to help them deal with this as well. And so, understand that you want to try to avoid the student loan debt as a retiree because you don't have the ability to make up money. I mean, if right now if something happens, you have the ability to work. If you're working, you can work real hard, cut back expenses elsewhere, and, and, and pay things down. At retirement, it becomes more difficult. Here's another idea uh, that uh, that we came up with. Avoid, we talked about this in the show last week. There's two types of debt. There's there's basically credit card debt. It's an open-ended debt or a line of credit that's out there all the time, and, but it doesn't really – you can keep it going for 20 years or 30 years. The other type is something that amortizes down to zero, which is something like a home mortgage or a car loan. And so, for instance, if you've got $20,000 worth of card uh, – worth of $25,000, $25,000 of, of, of – let's say you've got credit card debt – you're about to buy a new car and you're going to pay $20,000 cash for it because you don't like to borrow a car. You can instead take the $20,000, pay off the credit card debt completely and just get a three-year car loan. And then it's going to be at a lower interest rate typically. And then it goes down to zero and then you have no debt. So if you've got credit card debt, maybe what you try to do is if maybe if you were going to put down, let's say you're going to put down five or $10,000 in the car, maybe put down less, pay off more of the credit card debt, and, and, and do it that way. Auto loan debt, because it's shorter term, tends to be oftentimes you get better deals than credit card debt. But to me, the real important thing with auto loan debt versus credit card debt is it goes back to zero at some point in the future. And oftentimes we get people that say, I'm paying this off, you know, I'm going to pay off this credit card debt. And we talk to them three years later and they pay down, they have maybe $25,000 and they've got They've got it down to 20, and then they sort of gave up. And so this is, again, a forced thing. And one of the big things on the Max Out Savings Show is we try to get things as autopilot as possible. Your 401K plan, I put away 10 15% every, every single paycheck. It goes out automatically no matter what happens. That's a fail-safe program. If it's an auto loan, you pay the loan every single month, and then it gets paid off to zero. Your credit cards, they'll set it up so you never pay it off. And so by making things kind of idiot-proof, you know, things are much more likely to play out uh, because things always change. And in, 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 uh, in, in, so this is if you can auto discipline things as much as possible in your retirement and in your savings, you're going to be so much further ahead of the game. So anyway, tell you what, this is a live show. If you've got any questions or comments, give us a call at 713-339-1070 That's 713 713- Three three nine ten seventy here on the Max Out Savings Show. Uh, a couple other things we, we we've had a number of clients uh, that have come in and and particularly as they get older they they'll add somebody to the to the uh, to the account where where sometimes the the account will be in their name and they'll add, they'll add a son or a daughter into the account onto the account just so to help them take care of it but and then it. It, it can convert into their name. We always say be very careful with that because you you also add to their tax situation and be careful if it's a stock account. If you put their name on it, you could mess up your step-up basis in the stocks. So if I've got, 
an account with a hundred thousand dollars worth of Exxon stock that that my cost basis is maybe twenty thousand dollars, and I add my son or daughter onto it, I could I could then mess up my cost basis, which I could pass on in the estate. So she gets she or him or her get the step up basis. So if you're going to do that type of thing, pay attention to the cost basis issues on it. Tell you what, uh, we got a, a call coming in to seven one three 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 nine ten seventy in a minute. Uh, oh, the uh, so so we'll get them on in just a second. But but so pay attention to step up basis and be careful about putting things on onto different accounts. We're seeing more and more of that type of stuff in different different ways uh, on the deal. Do we, do we have them, Stephen, set up yet? Okay, we're working on the phone. Stephen, stick with us here uh, yeah, and see if we can get them. Take. So why don't we go to a break? Hold Stephen through the break. Okay, we'll be there in just a second. The uh, So anyway, so understand that. Uh, un- understand typically how you handle this stuff is is through your will uh, with and you put it in the will. For an IRA account, it's a little bit different. In those accounts, remember it'll be it'll be uh, it just went green. And then went, are we good, Stephen? You there? We have Stephen. Oh, we're working. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, you're good, Stephen. Go ahead. You can, had a question. Can you hear me now? Can, yes. Can you hear me? It's not Verizon, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, last week you spoke about uh, tending to want to buy gold. Yeah. And I tried to call the show so it would be pertinent to what you said, but I missed the clock. So if, can you take a call oh, on that? Oh, sure now? thing, yeah. Okay. My question is how, what form? Would you buy coins? Would you buy the miners? Would you buy GLD? Would you buy options on GLD? Or obviously other things that I haven't thought of. Okay. Uh, for IRA accounts and IRA rollovers, we go with the with, – I would go with the GLD, the SLV, uh, and I would look at individual stocks in the uh, gold and silver market themselves. There, uh, you can also buy physical uh, American Eagle coins in there, but my thinking there, I, I, I just, I mean, I think you're almost just as good in the GLD or the SLV, and it's much cheaper uh, because it's hard to get the physical actually out of there. And so, for for your money that's not qualified, not an IRA rollover, uh, I would you you could go those as well, and you can also purchase physical gold and silver coins. Okay. Now, in the case of GLD, does it track pretty well with spot, or does it, because it's buying futures at the end of the futures contract, does it kind of readjust so you have this stair step or a, a whiplash? Or oh, no, that's like a great that? question. No, they're actually buying the, the physical gold and silver. Now, they uh, they might, if there's, I, I don't know if they, for if at the end of the day, they buy some futures or something just to make sure they got the 100% type of thing, but the, the vast majority of it is the physical gold and silver. And, and so that's what makes those very good. So you you don't have the futures, you don't have the, the cost there of those. Okay. In, in, in the burn down. So I should be able to, if I can find the, the, the symbols, the right symbols, put up on a chart and watch them track fairly closely. Reasonably, yeah. In, in times of big crisis, they tend to deviate a little bit. Uh, I, it seems like, if I remember right, when silver went to like $40, it, the, the SLV didn't quite get up there. But that's, you know, at that point in time, you're collecting most of it. And, you, and the rest of the time, it's going to track very closely. Great. Now, it, well, it's, it'll be a little, there'll be a little bit of a, of a difference, but it tends, that, that difference tends to, you know, if it's 1% or 2% below, it tends to always be 1% or 2% below, so to speak. Uh-huh. And uh, those are good. Uh, also, we, we in our Max Out Savings Report, we recently wrote about the Texas Bullion Depository. We've come across problems from time to time of people losing, forgetting things. That's a good place to put a re- if you bigger sizes or amounts. It's actually a state agency you can put it in, and it's better protected. And the nice thing about that is we're seeing stories now about some of these people like Bank America closing branches and, you know, taking uh, safety deposit boxes. And, and so I like the Texas Bullion Depository the best. And, and, then, and I think, Stephen, also you want to have some physical gold at your house for an emergency. I think it's really valuable. You know, I thought, think about that, but then I worry about things like tornadoes and hurricanes and floods and what you have to do to, to wire whatever it is you're going to have it in down in the ground to or 
you know, several yards so it doesn't float away on you. Uh, I, I'm just concerned about that part of it. I'm a little bit anal retentive. Yeah, look, here's my thinking. I think you have, you know, three or $4,000 worth of gold or silver at the house at a, kind of at a minimum. If there's ever an emergency in coins or something, it gives you something to put in your pocket and walk out where you have that much buying power. If the power all goes out and, you know, you can go – and we've been it in this town where it's been out for you know five or six days, and 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 there's other different scenarios where it could get a lot worse, and you know God forbid that never happens. So if you have that amount where you can just put it in your pocket and walk out, and it gives you you can live off of it for a while, or you can make sure your 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 family has food, it's not a bad thing. Do you want to have a hundred thousand dollars you know parked under your bed or so to speak, or? You know, uh, I'd be careful because you could get robbed. Then you, the bigger amounts, maybe you put in a depository. Well, speaking of being robbed, I guess if we ever get to this situation where I have to take gold coins to the store and try to trade them, I, I, I'd be worried about having to have enough bullets to protect it as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's again, that's why I say the smaller amount. It's just it, it, the truth of the matter. It's nice to have it in. in look, I've been in a number of situations, be it in blizzards, in. And you know, I remember going, we uh, you know, going fishing down in South Louisiana, where we had to go three or four checkpoints after Katrina just to get in there. And and you know, I mean, sometimes things just happen. And so, but the bigger for to so the bigger question, which I've kind of deviated from, is is for your for your IRAs, the GLD, the SLV, the stocks, uh, and and then have some physical outside of it. I, I don't think there's a real added value for having physical in an IRA. Okay, super. Well, I appreciate your answer. Thank you very much. Okay, thanks, Stephen. Good questions on gold and silver. Look, I think inflation is going to start coming back, and I think over time, I think we're going to have some type of crisis in the currency markets is what we're looking for. And and, and when that happens, I think you're going to see a substantial move in gold and silver. I think you're also seeing inflation. So it's a good area. Tell you what, we're coming up on a quick break. If you got any questions or comments, 713-339-1070 here on the Max Out Savings Show. The Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka will return shortly. To speak with Ted Gioka now, call 713-339-1070. Back in a moment with the Max Out Saving Show. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Saving Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. We return now to the Max Out Savings Show. Here's Ted Gioka. 
Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. We're talking savings, investments, and your retirement. If you've got any questions or comments, 713-339-1070. That's 713-339-1070 here on the Max Out Savings Show. Uh, what a week, you know, what a week in the market. Uh, in our Max Out Savings, we send out something called the Max Out Savings Report. In addition to managing retiree money, this is, I, this is a free service we send out to help you save money, build up wealth. It's called the Max Out Savings Report. And we talk about all types of, of neat things, common 401k mistakes. We get, I need to send out a com, how to handle, handle sudden wealth is one of our more popular ones. Uh, we, we talk about the markets. We, we talk In 2007, we were just pounding the table that, the, that the, the, the markets were in trouble. We said that investment banks were going to fail we, we specifically. And then we, we showed you the balance sheets of the banks at the time. Nobody on Wall Street did this. We've actually have, we've had chief strategists of Wall Street firms get our report because of stuff like this. And, 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 and so, you know, we, we've been talking about the trade war with China in the report. We say, look, this is a bigger thing. This is a big a fundamental shift. It's not just a trade skirmish like, like the, the media wants you to think. It's a bigger thing and understand that. A lot of neat things in the report. Uh, we, we, we talk about all types of things. We talk about the Texas Gold Depository in the last report, uh, the, the, which is actually a Texas state agency to put your gold, which is really fascinating. Uh, we, we, we talked about, you know, uh, some interesting things about, uh, about the, uh, climate change and what, how the planets, uh, uh, forest and rainforest were being completely destroyed and nobody seemed to care at all. They care about was carbon because they're trying to blame the United States. All types of neat things from the port, how to retire, uh, the handling beneficiary designations. It's all in the Max Out Savings Report, and it is free. So just go to our website, maxoutsavings.com, and sign up for it. We're not going to call you up. We're not going to bother you. And I think the most we ever did was if we have a seminar once in a while, we'll send out a notice that we're having a seminar. We don't have those very often. So it's a great deal, but and it's free. But our most recent one, we talked about the FANG stocks. We said the stock market has become FANG-centric. The FANG stocks, which is Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, and Google, it uh, made up 27% of the, uh, of the S&P, of the, I mean, of the NASDAQ. And then we said if we add in Microsoft, it's accounted for 98% of the total return, 98% of the total return at the S&P 500 year to date, those five stocks. And then we, we, we said... Uh, you know, so most stocks are going virtually nowhere this year. And we, then we pointed out a, a a chart of different bubbles going back to the 1970s, talking with gold and Nikkei, Thailand, technology, housing, biotech, China, all of them in there. And we pointed out that the e-commerce bubble that's going on now is very similar in, with, the, with the chart. And we said, you know, we expect to be careful, be very careful with these stocks. And this was sent out. Two week, two three weeks ago, and what happened this week? Uh, Facebook was down twenty percent, almost twenty percent in one day, uh, with the earnings collapse on that. Uh, Twitter was down twenty one percent earnings. Uh, the other other fangs, uh, even the the Google and Facebook uh, and Google and uh, Amazon reported great earnings, and really the stocks really didn't even go anywhere. And, and so and we're really seeing kind of a breakdown in the sector. These are very expensive stocks. They're o- over-owned. They're in all the ETFs out there. And one of the things that, that happens is if you're in the fangs and Facebook falls apart, most people don't own Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Netflix, and Google in their account. They own They'll own a, a technology index, or they'll own the e-commerce ETF, or they'll own the Nasdaq, or they'll own some other ETF, uh, that a Fang ETF. And so, if they go, get worried about it and decide to sell, they have to sell the whole ETF. And so, on Thursday, when it came out, and Netflix and Facebook's earnings came out, and they were really bad, and people aren't using Facebook. Uh, I think really what happened was is. When Mark Zuckerberg had to go before Congress, everyone was watching it. Well, a lot of people weren't really paying a lot of attention to their Facebook accounts. And then they said, well, I'm going to see what's on Facebook. So they started going to Facebook again just to see what was happening. And then I think it dropped off. And there's real concerns about privacy. I think one of the big things in the future is going to be privacy. And one of the biggest violators of privacy appears to be Facebook. 
So the earnings come out as people are turning away from Facebook and they're not good, and the stock drops 19% in a day. And so the the rest of the fang, of the of the Nasdaq and the Fang stocks didn't really react that much uh, on the day. It it really wasn't down a whole. The, the Nasdaq wasn't down a tremendous amount. It was down some, but some of them were up. And 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 that what we see in the markets oftentimes, if one major stock in an index has a big sell off, they tend to try to stabilize the other stocks in the index. And so there wasn't a lot of selling. But what happened? And then Amazon's earnings came out, and they were really great, great earnings, although revenue wasn't up to expectations. But so Amazon went up, and, and then, but then later in the day, the next day after the Facebook, that's when we started seeing the selling kind of start accelerating in the NASDAQ sector. So this is something we want to pay a lot of attention to because really, as we, as we said, it's been 98% is, you can't even say the majority of the, of, of the return in the S&P 500, almost all of the return has been in these six stocks and so if we do have problems in the stocks it 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 puts question marks in the whole re, uh what we expect for the indexes now i think two things i think we've seen the growth out of the fangs and it you know this is probably some type of top in here the question is do, does the the industrials and other stocks start picking up the the slack and start going up and this is something we're going to watch closely and see but I, I i do think it was shocking the way some of these these uh these stocks acted this week. Uh, if you look at Facebook, for instance, the I, I, I want to say Facebook went down $117 billion, which was a bigger drop than the valuation of 457, I think they've got that number right, 457 of the, of the other S&P 500 stocks, which means if it would have been 457 of the other 500 stocks that lost $117 billion, they would have gone to zero, which is a remarkable number to see. And uh, it, and if it couldn't get any better, I mean, the, it came out that Mark Zuckerberg's spending $20,000 a day on his own personal security, I mean, which is just astonishing, but we won't even go there. Tell you what. If you've got any questions or comments, this is the last segment of the show. If you want to get in, 713-339-1070 here on the Max Out Saving Show. You talk about uh, your investments, your your IRA rollover. If you had a question about IRA rollovers or the markets, uh, just give us a call, 713-339-1070. I think we've got the phones working, so we're good to go. Uh, the I, I looked at a couple th- things out there. Uh, the highest savings rates. In uh, another interesting story, guess what state has the highest say, percent high, highest amount in savings? You don't know, Ryan? Okay, Delaware. Yeah, you would not have guessed Delaware either. Okay, I would not. I, that surprised me. Yeah. Delaware, well, Delaware is home to a lot of insurance companies, and, and and so they tend to have better benefits. But but it's, so the average is two hundred and eighty six thousand dollars in retirement savings in Delaware. Uh, the lowest was Wyoming, one hundred and fifty three thousand. Now the interesting thing is, Houston is for putting saving percentages in four hundred one k plans. We are actually about number four or five in the country. Uh, it's uh, it's actually uh, Hartford, Connecticut, another uh, uh, Silicon uh, uh, Valley, uh, San Francisco, and one other one were, were more than us. So Houston's actually a really big savings town. It, it, it's, we've got good savings plans. People put a lot of weigh, weigh a lot of money in this town. They're very conservative. They're big savers, and, and so that's interesting. But for the state overall. Uh, New Hampshire's up there, but they have nothing to do in New Hampshire but put away their money. I mean, they sit on a farm all day long and, you know. and Oh, and by the way, in New Hampshire, there's a lot of trust fund babies up there. And so, uh, you know, uh, it, it is what it is. But that that's that, that's the place with the, the highest savings rate. Now, going forward, what, what do we expect with the, uh, as far as the, uh, the trade war issues. Uh, look, I, I get a lot of questions on this subject, and I, I still think we're looking at a 
at a tougher at, at a tougher time with China. I, I just don't think it's easy. I I I, I think you know the Chinese are trying to kind of tamp this down as much as possible. But it really strikes me as I I really think for all the talk of Russia, the Russia hoax, Vladimir Putin, you know there was a, there was a a, a, a article in the Financial Times with with Henry Kissinger in there. It was a fascinating interview they did with him, and you had to kind of get through where they were desperately trying to get Kissinger to say something negative about Trump. It was really pretty remarkable, uh, which he didn't, but he did, he made the point that he didn't think Russia was, he thought people were somewhat mischaracterizing Russia, but he really thought China, it, it, Europe kind of has a choice if they pull away from the United States, then they're, they're, you're going to have a, a, a world, and I'm kind of paraphrasing this, dominated you know they're going to be under the the influence of China, and I don't think any of these countries want to. So I mean, the question is, do they want to try to work with us? And so I think this is going to be a tougher thing. And I think that makes it much tougher for China because we seem to be going into a a cold war with China. I think to some extent, and, and so this is so this is going to continue to be in the front. I think. Look, going forward, very careful with the tech sector. I I would avoid it right now. I think clearly the, there's really some warning shots came across the bow. Coming up on the end of the show. Uh, if you haven't signed up for the, the Max Out Savings Report, go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings, with an S, dot com. You can sign up for the free report. And if you need some help with your IRA uh, rollover, if you're coming up on retirement, we can help you out using our value investing approach to the market. We've got a, we, we do a lot of risk work with, with, with our uh, things to try to really understand what the risk is and try to minimize the risk in the accounts. And, and I think in this world today, I think we're going in the direction where you're really going to need that type of, of investment strategy. So even we'll show you how we do it uh, at Max Out Savings Advisors. You just go to the website and you can sign up for the free free report. You can sign up for a meeting and I'll sit down with you. We'll take a look and see how you're set for retirement. What are your plans and do you have enough money? Yeah, and that, that's kind of a, a free service. And if you want us to manage the money, I'm happy to do it. So just go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. And remember our motto and our philosophy, which is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term, to save aggressively, invest conservatively. We'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Savings Show. This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioca, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioca on AM 1070, The Answer.